Living on a lifeline The world doesn't ever seem to change Looking for the sunshine But you're caught up in the rain It's like your eyes Are wide open but you cannot see You're watching life Pass you by like one, two, three Walking in destruction The winds of life blur your vision All the devastation Forever feels like you're on the run It's time no one else can set you free, you're locked inside And only you have got the key We can be the fire in our own lives If we just climb a little higher Lift up our eyes Open your world, set yourself free Reach within your heart, you just need to Morning, everybody. Everybody is well. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's having an amazing week as we transition ourselves from August to September back to school, which I know parents are thrilled about. Once the busing starts, that's it. It's game over. Once the kids get into it. By the way, can I tell you the truth? The kids are thrilled about it too. As much as they're like, oh my God, it's over. Someone's over there. They're, they're thrilled. Kids, kids and crave structure. And uh, we're in this period of time, change. 
we've been talking about this idea of setting the goals, creating what's in our circle. Where we left off yesterday was this idea of autonomy. And if you remember in those the three key nutrients, mastery, connectedness, and autonomy, of course, this theory has been built on you know, a dozen times since. There's plenty more to discuss. But these, I think, I believe are sort of the core. And this last concept is autonomy. Autonomy is the ability to be in control. Autonomy is the ability to, to be able to control one's own destiny. If you feel like you're always being controlled by other, it starts to remove your humanity. And you can see people like this. Of course, you hear stories of, of people that were indentured servants and slaves. And really, the worst part wasn't the work that they did. People work hard. It was that they had their humanity taken from them. And you see people even now voluntarily living lives this way where they they don't find they don't see anything that's theirs they don't make decisions they don't have what to lose and though it looks like life is perfect there's something missing because part of if you will living is potentially failing part of living is having a moment where you are independent now in the core of core, you're never fully independent, right? You're being energized by the divine you know, power by God, but he, in a way, creates a space for you that allows you to live a life where you have some level of free will that you can choose. And you'll see this. I Listen, I believe this strongly. The more people take away choice from people the less that they are creative. The reason why America is one of the greatest experiments in the history of the world is because the founding fathers created a society that gave maximum choice into the hands of the people. And look what happened. Like, look at the experiment called America. It was a game of choice. You are charge of your destiny. And as a result, look at what America has produced over the past 200 plus years. But the question that we feel is if we don't feel like it, because we know it's not going to be fully true, right? When I put into my, into my circle of mastery, being a good parent, and I'm trying my hardest, but the kids aren't responding or being a good spouse, but there's nobody home or being a good Jew or whatever your denomination religion is being a spiritual person, but I don't feel God's responding to me. And I get this a bunch of times, people that are going through challenge and they'll say to me, I'm trying. I don't feel like God's delivering. I'm trying to do good at my, or my job, but I don't feel like my boss appreciates me, right? If you look through what's in the circle of your mastery and you look closely at these things that you're doing, right? If you really are doing the work with me and you're really putting things in your circle that you want to value and there's really... Um, and you're really seeing if they, these goals are connecting you to others or they're just selfish, right? You're thinking about what values are first, second, and third. At the end of the day, when you get to the next level, as you look at it and say, wait, I'm not really in control of it. And the way we deal with that is you have to bifurcate it. You have to be able to look 
at the thing that you're doing. And you have to be able to say, what part of this can I control? I can't control her reaction. I can't control whether he will listen to me. I can't control whether I will get the promotion. I can't control whether the world will change based on what I want. I can't control that. And if in my circle of mastery is the entire thing, I'm going to feel frustrated because I'm not going to be able to control it. It's beyond me. Right? I told you the story of the Bell Parkway, right? Do we have the story here? These are the days where, I don't know if Andy's on live. This is where Andy would say, yes, November 16th, 2020. I told you the story. I was driving home to try to get on the Shabbat show. I don't know if I told you the story, but it, 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 I, I'm sure I did. But I'll tell it again. I learned a big lesson. I was coming up from New Jersey. And I had to get back in time to, for the 8 o'clock live Shabbat show. I left Jersey at 6. Life was amazing. I'm supposed to get home at 7.15. It's plenty of time. As I got to the Staten Island Expressway, ways went from 7.15 to 7.30 to 7.40 to 7.50. Like, just kept on recalculating. What happened was, you know, half an hour before, or, you know, a couple of miles ahead of me, there was an accident on the lower level of Verrazano. The Verrazano Bridge was shut down, right? Six o'clock on a Thursday. One level, one lane open on uh, at the top level, all lanes closed at the lower level. That's it. Like you're just, it's a parking lot now. I got a crust. Now I'm looking at my thing. It says, you know, 30 minutes to get to the Verrazano. And then it says the Bell Parkway had an accident too. Can you imagine? For those who live in New York, it's like, forget it. These are highways that are meant to make us nuts. If you ever want to wonder why like New Yorkers are so tight, anyone from non-New York that's listening, you ever wonder why like, you see a New Yorker and he's like, like so tight. You know what I'm saying? Like they're so wound up. It's because of our highways. It's tests of patience, right? The Van Wick, right? For those of you ever watched Seinfeld, nobody beats the Van Wick. The Van Wick, the Bell Parkway, the Verrazano Bridge. These are all things you may have heard of if you're from out of town. These are just legends that you hear that you never have to travel on. God bless, God bless us. It's an honor. But it, sometimes it tries us. So I go from the Ver to Verrazano Bridge. I got to take the Bell Parkway. And Bell Parkway has an accident. So it's a double whammy. And now I'm going out of my mind because I hate getting off the Bell Parkway. It's Brooklyn and getting through the streets. It's, it's a nightmare. And I'm in the car and I have so much to do. But my whole, I'm like, I can't, I can't think. But I have calls to make. I got things to follow up on. I had a whole itinerary for the car ride home. And I... I, on a normal day, when you're flying through, you feel great. You're making phone calls. Life's amazing. But when you're in traffic, you, who can make a phone call in traffic? You're just like looking over. What lane should I go in? You're trying to figure out ways. You're getting off. You're getting on. And I remember telling myself, don't worry about the, band, the Bell Parkway. Just don't think about that. Just get through the, just get through the Verrazano Bridge. But my brain, like, no, but how you can get off Brooklyn and getting there on time. I'm like, don't worry about the Bell Park. Don't worry about it. But I couldn't. How could you not worry about the Bell Parkway? And my whole ride was ruined. I couldn't get on the calls. I couldn't, I know, I couldn't even prepare the show that I had to prepare my opening room. I couldn't. I was so strung up. I finally get over the Van Wick and I 
put back on ways. It recalculates and it says, take the Belt Parkway. The accident that was on the Belt Parkway an hour ago apparently got cleared up. They moved to the side of the road and the belt, everyone, I guess, got off. And the Belt Parkway was wide. Like I've never seen it before. I fly home. I get home at like 7.53. I got the team. My family's out waiting for me. One holding a suit jacket. One holding a cup of coffee. One already has the computer on. I sit at my, t- at my desk at 7.59 for an 8 o'clock show. Turn on the show. Show's not on. I call up the producer. We're having technical difficulties. We told everybody we're starting at 8.15. I'm thinking to myself, 8.15? You know how many minutes of agony I gave to nothing? To the Belt Parkway, to missing the show live. When in reality, when I got to the Belt Parkway, it was open. And when I got to my chair, the show was delayed. To me, this is the challenge of autonomy. We are always predicting the challenges of the move ahead of us. We are already living in the Belt Parkway. We're not even at the Belt Parkway yet. We can't even get there yet. We're a half an hour before we're even at this problem. And we are already figuring out the negativity. I flew through the Belt Parkway and was 15 minutes early to a show and I lost an hour and a half of quiet car time that I could have gotten so much accomplished. But because my head and my heart was focused on that which I could not control, I lost the chance to control that which I could control. I can control my time sitting in a quiet car. If you would put me in a quiet office with coffee and a and Wi-Fi, I would be a happy camper. You put me in a quiet vehicle. Air conditioning is blasting. There's a full cup of coffee in the dashboard. I got almonds in the front seat. I got people to talk. I got things to do. What I should have been doing is relaxing and using this time productively and thanking God for a car with AC. Cause I don't know about you. I grew up with a car with no AC. I grew up with a car that when we came down from the mountains on the weekends and there was a hundred degrees, we opened the windows. Man, right. You're on manual windows. Do you remember the days of manual windows? And you just hoped for a little bit of movement so that the wind would like circulate in the car. I grew. I, I live in a time where I get in a car and I get a cup of coffee. I remember saying, "Like, go out of my mind." I got everything. I got everything. I got sound system. I'm not on the phone like this. We're not living in a time where I, I the phone's attached to walls. I got the phone plugged in. I'm not. I'm not breaking my neck. I got the phone plugged into the system. I could just look out the window, on a bridge. No. Why would I enjoy a moment for? Why would I? Because I need to control everything. I'm already predicting. I can't change my route. I can't, I can't do anything different. I'm sitting on the Verrazano. I can't jump off and turn my car into a boat and, and, and sail home. 
but I have to be in control of that, which I'm not in control of. And that then that ruins the things that I am in control of. Autonomy is when we stop playing that game. Autonomy is when we stop saying, let me try to control that which I can't control. Listen, we may not know. Maybe if I were paying attention, I can make a move here and there. Okay, then I should. But there are things in life that I can't control. And there are things in life that we, you and I, cannot. I cannot control the minds of my children as much as I want to. I cannot control the minds of anyone as much as I want to. I am not in charge of God. As much as I would like to open up a prayer book and say my prayers and God does whatever I want, last I check, God doesn't work for me. I work for him. And when I am not clear with my goals as to what area is in my control and what area is not, I fail at the place called autonomy. Now I have lost the autonomy on the things that I can control because I am thinking about it all as one. I am giving up my control. Right? The Belt Parkway controlled my car ride. I didn't control my car ride. The Belt Parkway controlled my car ride. Because the Bell Parkway made me feel nervous. It wasn't even Bell Parkway. Bell Parkway was fine by the time I got there. When you give control to somebody else, they take it and they take the things away from you that is yours. When you wake up in the morning and somebody doesn't say something to you and you have a bad day, you have given them control over your day. You have lost control of your own day. When you work in a job and you're waiting for someone to say how great you are and you're not spending the time building your own skills and believing that if you are more valuable, you will be able to get something for your skills at the very least the satisfaction of doing a great job if you're always waiting for somebody else. If you wear something and you like the way it looks, and you walk into a room, and if nobody compliments you, you feel like you don't look good, you have given the control of your own self-respect to somebody else. If you post something, and you don't get enough likes, as opposed to being proud of your work, you have given the control over to somebody else to value you. If we can't figure out what we do and don't control, then we control nothing. We've given up our control to the thing that we can't control. The hardest game is to say, this is what I can control, period. And it's very little, just how life works. I know we want to be bigger. I know we want to be God, but we're not. There really is one of those. I know we want the whole world to listen to what we say. I know we think that we know more. And the reason why we think we know more is because we, we only know ourselves. 
we don't live in someone else's head. So our ideas feel like they make the most sense only really because we've spent the most time with them. Not because they're any better than anyone else's. Autonomy is saying, what can I control? What, what, what's the border between what I can and can't control? I can control what I say. I can't control what they respond. I can control how I try my day. I can't control what the world gives me. I can control how I respond to challenge. I can't even control challenge. Remember the famous Viktor Frankl? Viktor Frankl wrote, wrote one of the world's greatest books, Man's Search for Meaning. If you haven't read it yet, you have to. Man's Search for Meaning is required reading. Required reading. Man's Search for Meaning. One of the, one of the, the, the observation that Viktor Frankl, a young psychology uh, I don't know if he was a psychologist at that time or still a student that was sent to the, 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 the uh, I think it was the Auschwitz, it was one of the camps. He realized that he couldn't control anything in his life. He couldn't control his food. He couldn't control when he slept. In the camps, the Nazis took away everything. And he was feeling his humanity fall away until he realized that he could control one thing. He can control his response to challenge. And the response to challenge was uniquely his. And that gave him the meaning. That gave him the recognition. It gave him the feeling of being human again. We have everything. But it sometimes feels like we have nothing. Because the more you have, the more you want. And the more you want, the more you cross the border to that which you can't control. And then the borders break down and the whole thing feels like one. And you wake up one day and you realize, I don't know what I, what I can and can't control anymore. That's what we do this for. That's why we're having this, this, this exercise. Because once you lay the borders around what you can and can't control, you become free. Because it's better to have a small country that works than to have a large, massive empire that doesn't. It's better to have a few things that's yours. It's better to not have expectations that you can't, that, that won't deliver for you and have those things in your life that you know is yours. You can control these things and work on them and set your goals to them and hold yourself responsible for that. There's no one to blame for that, I, yeah, you may you may you may be able to blame this person on something, but when you define your area of control, it's on you. It's on you, and it's on me is one of the most scariest but empowering words you can say. It's on me. This, this is on me. I got to deliver this. All right, everybody, we'll continue with God's help. We'll continue, I hope, with God's help. But let's do this. Let's think about this today. Think about your day. I got an exercise for you today. When you're frustrated, if you're frustrated today, just 
wait for one frustration to come your way. Before you react, look at it, look at the frustration and ask yourself, am I frustrated because of the boundary? Am I frustrated because I'm trying to control something that I can't? What in this frustration can I control? Maybe that's a way that we can work together to get this right. All right, everyone, have a great day. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.